So let's first off and go ahead and say, welcome to Dads with Nerdy Ambitions, International Tavern of Players, ITOP. Uh, we are an international crew here. Uh, we have Matthew in Australia. We have Nix in Great Britain. We have David in the long lost land of West Virginia, uh, all here to play Dungeons and Dragons with us. We're going to go ahead and go right into this wonderful campaign, um, which I haven't given a name yet. If I'll, I'll try to come up with something clever for it. Um, but so you have all received a letter or and received some information to come to the Isle of Kavanaugh, which actually lies in the Kavanaugh Sea. The locals there weren't very clever. They were kind of lazy with their naming of the Isle. Um, it does have another name, but you have to learn that as you get onto the island. Uh, you are all going to see a friend um, who has requested your assistance. So you've gotten onto this ship and we're gonna go ahead and let's set the scene here. Um, you're all on the ship headed towards this island the ship, the ship is splashing in the ocean. It's a beautiful day. You can see some birds flying in the background. You hear the ocean as it's, so you're just sailing through it. Um, off in the distance, about we'll say about five nautical miles away, you can see yourselves coming up on the island. Uh, sailors are moving, hustling about you, uh, getting ready to get the ship to set berth for their first stop which is actually going to be their first stop is going to be, uh, uh, they're going to stop off in Davenport. Uh, then they're going to make their way up the aisle to Vergoth, Feldhan, and then Crutchland, which are the four major cities uh, on this island. Uh, as you guys start to see the, them getting everything ready, um, you see other patrons on the ship. There is an old man with a big burlap sack sitting towards uh, the front of the ship, just kind of looking out on the horizon. You have a mother and a child looking over. They see some fish and dolphins uh, over off the port side of the ship, which is the left for our non-sailors. Uh, and <laughs> the captain and the navigator are up at the helm uh, pointing and doing their thing. And so we're going to go ahead and we'll start with your characters. Uh, the going first, we're going to start with Nyx. Nyx, go ahead and describe a little bit about your character and you're going to go off first. Okay. Um, she is a halfling woman, mm -hmm. probably early 50s. Uh, she's got quite long red hair, um, sort of streaked with silver, uh, leather trousers, white blouse, black kind of corset all quite um sort of severe looking dark lipstick and what can only be described as quite a battered old bum bag uh which appears to be filled with who knows what um she uh is sort of sat looking um at the people at the top particularly sort of every so often her eyes get drawn to the mother and child and kind of rest there for a bit before moving on okay uh, so what is she doing right now? Um, she is um, sat near the front of the ship, looking over um, for us to sort of pull into port. Um, okay. She looks slightly anxious, possibly hasn't travelled very much before. 
Um, and so, but she's, she's trying very much to hide it, but very poorly. Okay. Um, so I'm going to let you stay there for a little bit. And then we're going to go into Matthew. Matthew. Uh, yeah, so my character um, is an elf, but looks otherworldly, almost touched like the, they've come from the Feywild and stepped out of a dreamy, uh, dreamy sort of storybook and fairy tale. Um, they have a both copper skin, uh, shining gold eyes. Um, their hair is long, and, uh, this deep rusty red towards the end it uh extends into like a, a gold yellow just towards the end and the tips at the moment their hair is just out free flowing and just tucked behind the ear um a set of flowers uh, some balloon flowers just in a small sort of wreath just around their right ear um they're standing just beside the edge of the of the ship um we probably on the starboard side uh, out towards the ocean um, and uh, just interspersing either uh, autumn flowers, uh, autumn leaves rather, kind of just falling down around them, uh, swept up in the wind or uh, again using their druid craft to uh, make little um, the little pow pow powder puffs sort of like uh, little flowers and they're just blowing them and watching the, the oh, petals and the, the dandelion, leaves go, the, yeah, the dandelion. Yes. Was, yeah 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 <laughs> just blowing them and just watching them intersperse into the wind and just yeah so you've started actually fresh air. you've actually started to gather a few of the the patrons on the the ship are kind of watching you as they watch these leaves randomly falling around you and you making these little puff balls uh some children are giggling uh the the mother and the child the child's kind of pointing over you and Mom's kind of just putting a hand down, telling her, "Don't point, don't point. That's rude. Don't point." Um, and but yeah, you, that's very cool. You're very much into the moment. Very majestic, by the way. Uh, David, go ahead and tell us about your character. Um, my my character is a young Tabaxi uh, male. Uh, he has uh, or is orange and white fur with black spots. Um, he is is very excitable. I think, um, because he, he he's one of the tabaxi that has been struck with wanderlust and has left his left his home tribe and wants to see wants to see the world and wants to go out and experience all of the things. And he is uh, he is quick to engage and make conversation. He's one of those people that if you were standing in line at Disney World would stop to talk about whatever first to complain about how long the line is and then to engage whoever it is with maybe with something that they're wearing or share a story because that's what that's what the tabaxi do uh the, the tobacco uh, he trades in stories even if it's something trivial or something that that might seem to be uh, uh not very important but he just likes to get to know people maybe not as in depth because once that conversation ends he'll move on to the next thing um what's his like name a, uh, seven and the frayed glass, and um, but he goes by seven. Everybody okay. calls him seven because uh, you know uh, the, the Tabaxi naming conventions are part astrology and part tribal history and and something else. And okay. and and cat the cat lord uh, uh, you know gives everybody their name. Um, so what but, is he doing right now? Uh, 
as they approach land, he would be scampering along the da- the rails to 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 see what's new. You know, Tabaxi are nat- naturally dexterous. You know, like like a cat. So I don't <laughs> think there's a whole lot of chance of him falling overboard. But he would be, you know, seeing a new land. There's excitement there. So scampering up and down the rails and and engaging the folks to see if they know anything about where where are we going? What do you think that is? What does you know uh, that sort of thing? So, okay. um, so. Marin, uh, you, mm-hmm. you see this. I, I'd say Jorah probably sees this as well, but they are very much into the moment of their little puffs, I think, right now, and making quite the performance <laughs> for our uh, the children and the other patrons. But you do see this tabaxi looking like he's a little bit on catnip over there, just bouncing from rail to rail and pointing and then going up and talking to people. He's probably had one too many t- cups of... Uh, coffee over there as well uh while you're doing this um you get this whiff of peppermint on the air it just gently blows over you uh and you start turning where you think it's going the the peppermint's coming from and it seems to be going down towards the storage so down into the ship um Okay, so I um, stand up, kind of pull my cloak around me, mm-hmm. uh, kind of instinctively check that no one's necessarily looking, um, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to start heading down towards the storage. Okay, since you're looking around to make sure, do a uh, stealth check. Or okay. actually do a perception check. Perception? Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, 11. 11. Uh, mm-hmm. As far as you can tell, nobody seems to be watching you. They all kind of, you guys have been on the ship for a while, so it just seems like everybody just wants to get off and you don't, there's a, there's a, there's an elf over there doing magic and a tabaxi jumping on the rails. You're not important. Uh, you're just a halfling at this point. So yeah, nobody's really paying attention to you. Excellent. So I'm going to make my way down to the storage and um, kind of gingerly open the door okay. and call. Uh, so yeah, yeah. So as you open this door, uh, the smell is getting stronger and stronger and stronger. Um, actually, it seems like in the far left corner, there's uh, a, a, a chest. Somebody's chest is over there uh, they're, that they're bringing with all their items in it. Uh, it definitely seems to be wafting from that. Sito, uh, Sito, are you there? <laughs> all right, all right, I'm coming. So I'm going to go over and see if I can open the chest. Okay, uh, go. You open the chest. Uh, there, it's sitting in there, the on top of all this clutter of clothing and various items. Uh, it looks like an old antique silver mirror. Uh, and then as you stare at it, you start to see this uh, bluish green swirl of smoke uh, liquidate out of the mirror. And then you see uh, a face. This very gentle, loving, elderly woman is looking up at you. Uh, she just starts smiling and you get this huge grin. You get this warmth in your chest because you know who this is. Um, you know that this is your patron, uh, that she has come to talk to you. Hello, uh, she... Co. Hello, my pet. 
Oh, how it's so good to see you. Now, it's good to see you too. Sweet child, I need you to listen. Oh, love, how I've missed you so. Things are about to happen. And I need you to trust me. I need you to go with them. For this is the way. I need you to do these things for me. Do you trust me? Yeah, I, I, tr- I trust you, Sito. I, I, I hear what you're saying to me. I'll go with them. Sweet child. Sweet, sweet, sweet child. Oh, love. You know what's coming. But have I faith. Do. Have faith. I'll always be here with you. And she fades away. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Okay. Um, so, um, yeah, go ahead. I'm going to close the uh, old antique mirror back in the chest, go back up to the front and um, see how close we are to port. Okay. Um, so as you go up, uh, you see the old man up at the, the front of the ship. He seems to have, uh, he's grabbed up his bag. He's get looks like he's getting ready. And he's kind of looking around at various people and showing them his bag and everything and asking them questions. And so he, he goes up to you first and he says, hello, how are you today? I'm, I'm fine. How are you? Are you? You, you look nervous. Is this, your, is this your first time to the island? Uh, no, I just don't travel well. I don't recognize you. I know most people who come to this island. You've never been here before. It's okay. I'm not here to harm you. I, I just want to make sure you know what you're getting in yourself into on the island. There's a lot of stuff that goes on, and there's about to be some bad weather. So well, that sounds ominous. Oh, it's just the time of the season. You were you were coming in right in just uh, before hurricane season. Um, so let me ask you, how prepared are you for the island? I'm prepared well enough, thank you. Oh, I didn't mean any harm. Look, mm-hmm. I've got my bag here. I just this is. This is a bag I get from random items from donations. And which new patrons who are coming to the island, I make sure they're taken care of. Uh, would you like some of these items? No, I don't need your help. Right. I'm fine on my own. That's that's fair enough. Well, you have a good one. And then he's going to come up to uh, David next. Uh, he's going to come up to uh, Seven. You're quite strange up there on the rails. Well met, stranger. Well met. It's awesome. <laughs> it's a beautiful day on the ocean. So, is this your first day? Is this the first time coming to the island? It is. What can you tell me? Oh, it's less so. Let's see where we start. Well, you have the strange lizard folk in the jungles. You have the marshes. You have these grand beaches. Uh, you have lots of runes. There's caves. Uh, if you hear the legends are true, there's a witch. 
and she's got skeletons and zombies, so that's always fun. Uh, there's a few towns out there. I, I, I probably recommend staying away from, uh, you know, Crutchinol or Crutchland. I can never remember the names of the towns. They change them up. There's constantly wars and everything, so they're changing them up. But Crutchland's the new name for it. It's it's not the most pleasant of towns. Uh, Felton's all right. Um, what brings you to the island? Adventure. Adventure! Oh, you're an adventure. Oh, oh, oh good. So, how prepared are you? As prepared as I can be. Well, what should what should I prepare for? Everything. It's an adventure. Aren't you supposed to be prepared for everything? Of course we are. Okay. Well, I have this bag, and I've got a bunch of donations. I tried offering it to that little portly halfling over there, but she's not being very pleasant. Um. So. Did, would you like some items? I can give you two. I'm afraid I don't have much to trade other than I, a story. Tell me a story. I'll tell a parable of the cat god. Okay. And how the cat god created the tabaxi in the jungles. Tell me all about these cat people. We live in the jungle. We live in little tribes, we climb trees, we hunt, and some of us, we go explore. And then we come home with our tales and we come home with our knowledge and we pass that along. That's quite lovely. I like that. All right, roll a D-100. D-100. A D-100. Uh, 46. 46. So he's reaching around in his bag and he pulls out this chest. And honestly, it doesn't look very impressive. Uh, it looks pretty mundane, if I'm being absolutely honest. Okay. Um, however, it, it's, you, you know that something, there's not something odd about this chest, but you're, you, you just, it looks, it looks like you pay, could have paid like a copper for it. Okay. And he hands it to you. He says, here you go. How big is it? Uh, I would say it, it fits in between two hands. So it's, it's about, I'd say about, yeah, that's about that size, about six by five okay. inches. Okay. So it's a small little chest. Okay. It feels heavier than it should though. Okay. Like there's definitely something in it. Um, and then he pulls out a little bag and he pulls out a red glass vial, and it's a health potion. So okay. he can give you a health potion. I'm not sure how these are going to help you, but it's better than nothing. And then he kind of waddles off and whistles a song. Uh, then he's going to start coming up to the uh, our nice druid, or sorry, yeah, druid, uh, Jora. Uh, he sees you over there blowing your flowers and making the autumn leaves. And he looks up at you and he just kind of goes, you know... It's kind of weird seeing autumn leaves in the summer. What's up with that? Magic can come in many forms at many different times. I've never seen a one an elf look like you before. You're weird. That's quite quaint. What's your name? My name is Jora Rista. What's your name? They call me Kevin. It's a weird name. Just Kevin? Just Kevin. 
Sometimes they call me Old Man Kevin. But I just go by whatever everybody calls me. Hi. I've been around too long. I just like sitting here, watching the sea. I like looking at the travelers coming to and from. Makes me miss my times as an adventurer. So I try to make sure everybody's taken care of when they go into the island because this place, it truly can be a treacherous place. It can be a wonderful, beautiful place, but most beauty hides danger. Just like women, right? <laughs> so my question for you is, are you prepared? I'm as prepared as I should be for what has come next, but I'm sure I will be prepared for what is after as ah. well. Oh, you're a deep one, aren't you? So let me ask you this. I got this big old bag here and it's full of random things. Would you like to partake in some of these items? The weird cat over there, he took some stuff. Oh, so most certainly. I mean, who, who doesn't enjoy a mystery bag of, of mystery? You see the old man just kind of look over at the half lean. Well, that one, she's not quite pleasant. She obviously hasn't had her cup of tea this morning. I'm sure they have their reasons. <laughs> so go ahead, roll a D100. Okay. 84. 84. So he pulls out this silk blue ice blue bag um and he hands it to you he said this one here this is a special item i forgot i had it and he hands it to you um as you open it up you know what this item is this is there's a single seed in it it is a seed of moon ice Ooh. Um, do a history check. Okay. Uh, it's probably not going to be that good. Uh, rolled an eight. Oh, we're doing arcana check. Which is better for you? Arcana check. Yeah. Uh, arcana's plus one. History is plus one. So it's the same. Okay. So nine. Nine in total. All right. Uh, so you know, you are familiar with uh, Moon Ice. Uh, seeds of moon ice, uh, you know that they do something impressive when you drop them in water. You just can't remember. Um, sure. You know, but you know for a fact that your mom had told you at one time you don't eat these. You will, that like it is, something bad will happen if you eat it. Um, and then you know if you drop it in water, something happens. That's all you can recall right now. But uh, sure. later on, you might be able to remember some stuff. You know, it's been a long voyage. Hmm. Um, and then he also hands you a potion of health. It's almost like you shouldn't be rude to people. <laughs> uh, I think you'll find that's just my character's motivation. Well, we, we're very meta, huh? <laughs> um, so he kind of looks at you and he goes, okay, well, I best be getting on to the other patrons around here. You have a wonderful Wait day. A Yes. I should give you something to put into the bag for other adventurers as oh, well, surely. That would be so lovely. You're not going to give me one of your flowers, are you? I don't think. No, not one. Um, and Jora uses Druidcraft to craft uh, a wreath of ivy, uh, just interspersed with all the autumn leaves. Um, so it's just a little the crown um, of oranges, reds, and yellows, and 
um, hands it over to Kevin and says, something to remember me by and so that you have autumn leaves with you no matter the season. Oh, and he puts it on his head and he's like, that's lovely. All right. And he walks off. Um, and so some time goes by. You guys are starting to get closer to the island. Um, so as you guys how, are getting... How much yeah, time goes by? Say probably about... 20 minutes has gone by nothing too significant what's going on okay so what's in the chest i'm gonna while he's not looking i'm gonna go okay. see what's in are the you chest. doing this out in the open mm, i think i'm gonna go back do we have quarters or someplace down you, below deck it's a shared space downstairs but most everybody's up because you've been on the ship for a few days so there's almost nobody down there if they are down there they're not paying attention to you okay someplace where i can at least be a little bit Absolutely. private yeah 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 um so do all right so you're looking at this chest um do an investigation on it uh investigation plus two is 21 all right so you know this to be a magical chest of monday uh it is looks boring and worthless on the outside but you know it contains something worthwhile on the inside um however it looks like he forgot to give you the key to this so it is locked um which is really inconvenient for you um of course it is. uh so you you know that these usually contain something at least worth a minimum of we'll say five to ten gold is usually what these chests are used for they're used for like security of like important information or semi-valuable items okay uh, so yeah you said uh, chest chest of mundane chest, chest of, of mundane. mundane yes and okay. so it can be once you figure out how to open this you can use this and anybody who's going to look at it is going to think, oh, this is absolutely worth nothing. Uh, you Even when you have it in your hands, you feel like this isn't worthwhile your time. But you know you're, you've done, you're aware of these. You've seen these before. Okay. Similar items. So, um, yeah, just a little bit of time has gone by. But you are guys are closer. You're probably about a mile off the, uh, the, the shore. Uh you see everybody starting to get ready. Um, each of you suddenly feel a burning sensation in your pockets. Um, it feels like something's hot is in your pocket or in your backpack, depending on where you put your letter. What have um, I got in my pockets? Yes. Um, so roll for initiative, each of you. Oh, you got the ring. You got the ring. <laughs> well, it's a... It's one made in a sweatshop in China. <laughs> there you go. Oh. Four total. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Matthew, tell me you're the high roller up there, buddy. Number eight. Right. <laughs> 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 Let's get out the bad rolls now. Let's get out the bad rolls. I know, now. that's right. Would you roll, David? Six. Split the oh difference. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, it's been fun, everyone. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> so, as you reach into your pocket, you pull out a black feather, and it starts glowing, a, like hot ember glowing. And no one else around you seems to notice this. And it starts it. It's so hot you can't hold it. Uh, 
and you throw it out of your hand, and it starts feathering down into the inside of the ship. Like, it's on a mission that way. Um, David, yours does that as well, but it pops up right after his feather, and you see them almost following each other even deeper into the ship. Uh, Followed finally by Nix's, or uh, sorry, I'm going to call you by your character's name, Marin's, who's just goes down all the way, is straggling along. It's It got caught. Follow the feathers. It's, there's too many zips on the bum bag. It's yep. a problem. <laughs> Alright, so you guys are all going to follow the feathers? Yes. Yep, I'm going to uh, send the kids off chasing some of the flowers into the priest in the opposite direction, though. Okay. So, my distraction is the other way, and head towards the uh, feathers. All right. So all three of you, these random people, all seem to go downstairs. You guys are all following feathers. And it's weird. Nobody else can see these feathers glowing except for you three. Um, As you head down there, you see them fall onto some barrels. And they catch fire. Uh, But it's not a normal fire. It's an ethereal purple and bluish fire. And a high-pitched, unholy raven's call just cause out of this fire, and then it disappears. And you're all just sat there looking dumbfounded about what just happened. Um, draw my weapon. Alright, go ahead. Uh, you draw on your weapon. I need you each to make a DC check. Roll a d20, please. Nine. Seven. I split the difference this time. Oh my god, I'm terrible <laughs> at this. <laughs> uh, uh, you all feel a thunk on the back of your heads and you black out. So you are knocked out unconscious. All right. Roll for initiative again, please. You guys are doing great roles. Oh my god, I love you yeah. guys. <laughs> so, so for those listening at home, I think none of us have broken double digits on any roles yet. So uh, this is so, I bought on my one roll. Uh, so oh. <laughs> here's the thing. This is how my first DM game I did for TPK, <laughs> and I almost killed three people in the first room with three Sturges. <laughs> I want you to know. Right. <laughs> so I, I am... <laughs> I'm not trying to, I promise you. Um, okay. So would you guys roll again? I was I was totally farted on that one. David, Did you say would you... roll again? Because I'm <laughs> yeah. okay with that. Uh, David, would you roll? Um seven total. Okay. And Matthew, you rolled a five, you said? A four. Four. All right. All right. So Six. all right. So David, you wake up first. Um you guys are you see uh, this golden elf because he's fully golden his whole body is golden it wasn't just like paint or anything okay I just want to make sure I want to discriminate I know there's a bunch of flavors of elves Um, kind of waking up as well and then you see this halfling woman everybody who was in the room with you uh, just 
start to grudgingly slowly wake up. Um, you're the first, so um, do a perception check. Uh, perception is wisdom, right? Yes. Four. David, I don't know if you can see the seriousness in my face right now, but what the heck? <laughs> Those new dice need to be melted. Um, I know. You, I'm about to. Um, so me, you're aware that you're in a room. I have some glow-in-the-dark dice that I'm going to try next. You, you might want to go with your middle school dice. Like, these are failing <laughs> you horribly. Matthew, um, you just muted yourself. Uh, go, uh, go ahead. I want you to... you starting to wake up. The... The tabaxi is definitely freaking out right now. Uh, it's obvious he has no idea what's going on. Um, you can tell, uh, or go ahead and do a perception check too. We'll see how this sure. works. <laughs> Let's go for a, a nine. I okay. had four to the roll, just so you know. Like... <laughs> Welcome to tardy, Total Party Kill. Yeah. <laughs> uh... So I think I'm going to roll a paladin next. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So you're slightly more aware of everything. You realize you don't have any of your items. You are wearing a loincloth and a smile right now. Um, You are aware that you guys are in a room. Uh, It doesn't look like you're chained up, but it looks like you were tied up. You have ropes on you, but it looks like they've come loose. Uh, Marin. You're the last to wake up. Let's see how you do on a perception check. <laughs> Give me a nat 20. Oh, thank hey, Christ. Somebody yes. got a nat 20. <laughs> nat 20. All right. As the one who got the most rest in our unconsciousness, you are the most <laughs> aware of what the hell's going on. Um, you definitely can feel some blood uh, seeping down the back of your head. You can tell you are in an underground room. You are definitely in some type of, I don't want to be cliche and call it a dungeon, but it seems very dungeon-esque, uh, yeah. very ruinous. Um, over to your left is two skeletons that have been, that are chained up. Looks like they have definitely been there for a while. They've got, they're, they're so decrepit that they actually have moss and lichen and uh, fungus growing on them right now. Um, in front of you guys is a door. Uh, just it looks like a, a, a plain wooden door. And you see to your left, or sorry, to your right, is a tabaxi and an uh, elf, both sitting there, barely conscious of that they're they're even in a room. The tabaxi is very much like coaxing him, petting his tail to try to calm himself down, uh, and the 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 elf is looking at his loincloth. Important question: Do Important I still answer. have my bum bag? No, you have nothing. <gasps> You have absolutely nothing. None of you have anything right now except your your underwear. And if you weren't wearing underwear, hey, then you know what? You're you're, you're as new as the day you were born. All right, so you're rocking it. Um. So what do you want to do? Since you had the best perception check, I'm going to let you go first. All right. Um. Anyone know why you're in here? You, uh, uh, elf? Any idea? Uh, 
Well, we're here because we're meant to be here, for some reason. Maybe it's to meet one another. My name is Jorah. What's your name? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm Marin, my lover. Uh, uh, and, and you, uh, furry one? I go by seven, and I don't know what's going on. <laughs> well, I wish I had my bum bag. I had some boiled sweets in there. Um, as you guys are sitting there kind of conversing, um, you do hear some scuffling sounds behind the door. Um, you hear some... How, how's this room lit? Is it lit? Uh, there is one torch in the back of the room, in the very center, uh, bolted into the actual wall. Uh, very old almost look like it's it's been there as long as this room has been there. Uh, it's got some oil in it, just kind of barely lit. Uh, you get you have dark vision, so you can see a lot better. Uh, does everybody actually have dark vision? I can't. Uh... Halflings don't. No. No. Well, uh, I definitely don't. Jorah, do you have night vision? I don't think so. Yeah. Yep, and dark vision, 60 feet. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so you two can see a lot better. Um, you definitely see the skeletons over there. Uh, they look newer. They've been there for a while, but they definitely look newer than this room. Um, uh, seven. You can smell some stuff in the other room. Did the skeleton? Did the skeletons have any possessions or anything? No, they are. They, there are some remnants of loincloths on them. That's about it. Are we tied with rope, you said? Bound you, by rope? That, so you're, I will say you're loosely bound. Um, like if you just shuffle a little bit and start, you know, shivying, you guys can get out of it. Um, it looks like they tossed you in there and they didn't put too much attention to it. Um, you guys were actually pretty easy to knock out. So they're like, ah, we don't have to worry about this one too much. <laughs> <laughs> you were fascinated by the fire. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll shake loose of the ropes. I'll shake loose of the ropes. Okay. And then. Um, yeah. I'm going to go pick up a femur, because if I have to hit something, I'd rather hit it with the strongest bone of the body. So you're going to go... Uh, or the human skeletons? That's the uh, one. Yes, yes, they are. Uh, as far as you can... Actually, you know what? Do a perception check. All of All us? Right. All right, investigation. Actually, do an investigation check. Sorry. Ooh, six. They're skeletons, and that's about as much as you know. <laughs> okay. Uh, they well, they gonna, are bipedal, and that's that's all you got out of it. Are, are they are they roughly human sized? I mean, yes. Okay, uh, I will go pick up a femur or whatever the longest longest bone is. The probably a leg bone. Okay, so you're walking up and grabbing the skeleton bones. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Roll for initiative. Ooh, awesome! I, I knew you guys were gonna mess with them. Of course. All right, what did you, what did you kids roll? 15. 15. All right, uh, next, 15 as 21. well? 21, all no. right. 19 plus two. Oh, nice. Uh, Matthew. Oh, sorry, uh, Non-natural 20. Okay. Huh. Now we've got the good rolls. Yeah, now, yeah. Now, now, yeah, yeah, now right. it's going down. Um, <laughs> All right, Marin, you're up first. What do you want to do? These these two skeletons start shambling up. Obviously, 
Uh, they're still chained to the walls, but they are looking like they're going to break free in a few turns if you don't do something. Uh, I go, ah! And then as I go, ah! Uh, Eldritch Blast from my hands. Okay. Eldritch Blast away. Hold on, let me get their stat sheet because I legitimately didn't think you guys were going to mess with the skeletons. That's what I oh get for God, thinking. I skeletons. I, you know, I, I, I gave you better. <laughs> I gave you, you know what? I, I should know better than this with you kids. <laughs> God. All right. So go I ahead. Throw in a dog to pet. Uh, 16. <laughs> uh, 16 hits. Okay. Uh, three force damage. Okay. Uh, next up was uh, Jorah. Jorah, go ahead. Um, Jorah will uh, use their produce flame cantrip and shoot some fire, just a ball of fire at the one that um, Marin already hit with a Eldritch Blast. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, non natural 20. Okay, that definitely hits. Four, six points of fire damage. All right, that first skeleton is roasty toasty. He burnt up. He was he was very uh, well uh, dried out bone for the tender. So good job. And then uh, Jura will turn to Marin and say, "Perhaps this is why we're here to finish off the skeletons." <laughs> um, seven, you're up next. Um, I'm going to claw attack the other skeleton. Okay, go ahead. 12. 12 does not hit. Now he gets claw, claw, bite, if I'm not mistaken, or he gets two claws attacks. Um, I don't think so. If you, you want to give me three. You have, you, have two ha you have two hands, so you at least get to make two attacks with your claws. Okay. Yeah, so go ahead. Make another attack with your claws. Oh, uh, 11, which is, if 12 is a miss, then 11 is a miss. <laughs> yes, that is definitely a miss. All right. Uh, first skeleton is going to, well, the, the la only skeleton. Uh, since you're going after him, he's going to come after you. Uh, does a 12 hit you, David, uh, or 7? Uh, we don't have, we have no gear, right? You have no gear on, no. So, so I have a 14 armor class. Okay, so no, that does not hit. Um, all right, going back to the top, uh, Marin. Eldritch Blast worked last time, that's what she's going for again. Okay, go for it. Does a nine hit? Yes. <laughs> no. Funny that no. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Do you have any other actions, or that's it? No, that's it. Okay. Uh, Jora. Um, seeing that the skeleton seems to be handled, um, Jora's gonna have a look at this door and try and find a way out of this room. Okay. Uh. So you're looking at the door. What are you doing? Yeah. Can I can I see if it's locked? Can is there like a, a slidey hole like you you see like the guards could open? Um if you're gonna do all that, uh, do an investigation. Sure. Uh, investigation thirteen. 
Uh, as far as you can tell, there's it's just a regular standard door. Uh, it's a little decrepit because it's older. Uh, some pieces are chipped away. Like you can look under, see there's some one of the actual pieces is chip is broken off and kind of see light shimmering from the other room kind of coming in uh doesn't seem to be locked that you can tell of like a regular door okay cool um and there's i didn't there's no feet that i can see through the nothing that no there's just it's as you get closer to the door there's definitely a smell of rot coming through but nothing other than that no all right um just wait and watch to see if anything comes through the door then so okay. well they're 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 looking back into the the room at the skeleton i'm gonna be looking at the door okay uh seven you're up all right claw attack okay there we go uh 21 that'll do it all right so d4 plus one three points of damage you perfectly deshamble this skeleton uh his hands are still hanging up they're kind of like twitching a little bit but he's pretty much done he's not doing anything else okay um so if you want to grab that femur now grab grab the femur. <laughs> you have a femur um we'll treat that as a bludgeoning weapon uh we'll, okay just so just keep it like it's yeah just a bludgeon is seven proficient in femur <laughs> <laughs> It's a new weapon class. Yeah. <laughs> I feel at this point, Marion would yell, take that, you bitch. There you go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, I feel like I need to own up. I've, I've, I've never actually used that on a person or a thing before. You did a fine job. I wasn't looking for your validation, but thanks. <laughs> Um, all right, so uh, Jorah, you are the in front of the door. Um, Seven has just finished killing a skeleton and picking up a femur, and Marin isn't just being very temperamental. <laughs> very no, <laughs> no, we're not being confident. <laughs> we're being very confident. No, I'm a powerful, independent woman. We don't need you. <laughs> um. So what would you like to do, good sir? Um, Drura will turn back to the other two and, and say, look, it seems like the door may be unlocked. Like, should we just walk out? Should we bit stealthy? I'm really honestly up for anything. I just, you know, if we were here to meet each other and dispatch the skeleton, perhaps, we can just leave. Well, I was told to go with you, so I'll go with you. Do we know if anything's on the other side of this door? Um, as far as he, as far as Jorah could tell, well, I'll let him explain this, but, uh, it doesn't seem anything that we can that you can tell just by looking right now. Okay, uh, since I have extraordinary cat hearing, uh-huh. 
I'm going to go to the door and listen to see if I can hear anything on the other side or anything that might be. Sure. Roll perception. <laughs> Six. Uh, actually, the, the you know what? Dice doesn't work as well. Um, maybe it's your dice tower. I, that, maybe it is. Um, so as far as you can tell, <clears throat> you do hear something. It doesn't sound like walking or scuffling or anything of that. Um, it just you you recognize this, there's a sound over there, but you're just not sure what it is. All right, let's blow this popsicle stand. All right. So who is going to open the door? Jura will. Yeah. All right. Jura's going to open this the door. Aaron totally won't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what is the order that we guys uh, that we are going in? Uh, Jora, you're going to be up front. Mm -hmm. uh, Marin, where are you going to be? Uh, I'm going to uh, hang at the back. So okay. I'm gonna go after seven. Okay, so so it's gonna be Jora seven and then Marin. Okay, okay. Uh, Jora, as you open the door, you it just this waft of decay hits you. This is definitely death on the air as you smell it. Um, you look around into this room and there are torture traps all over the place. There's an Iron Maiden in the corner. Uh, over to your left, you see two bodies on uh, flayed mantles that are being that one of them looks like they're still alive, uh, fully flayed of all their skin. Uh, the next one over there, it looks like he's been dead for a while. Uh, and over on the right side, you see three more uh, sets of mantles for what looks like that would have been for you guys. Uh, as well as there is a stretching table in front of you. And to your left, you see uh, some chess. What would you like to do, good sir? Um, has everybody come out of the room as well and can see this, or is it just, just Jorah? Um, that's on you guys. Uh, you're the first one to open up the door. Yeah, so yeah, Jura would just step on out and make make room for everyone else to come into the room and just turn to them and maybe this is what we're here for. You're here for a lot of different things then, huh? <laughs> well, changes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yes. I, I hope this isn't what we're here for because I don't really want to be stretched, do you? <laughs> you don't want to be a halfling anymore. You just be a fool. No. You're two thirds. I'll just be a ling. I'll just be a ling. <laughs> a ling. <laughs> a full ling. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, like I said, there's three like setups for you guys. It looks like it was for you guys. Two. One guy on there just like in unscruciating hell, uh, barely alive. One definitely dead for a while. Uh, three chests over to you at the other side. Do we just leave and what what the the person or persons on that were being tortured uh do they appear to be human dwarf 
Blizzard folk. Any you other know race? what? Based on your skeletons, I wanted you to do a perception check. I know, right? <laughs> just comparing femurs. Just <laughs> <laughs> the, the femurs that is a measuring stick. Uh, eleven. No, per, no perception. Yeah. Thirteen. Thirteen. All right. So, the one that is dead uh, appears to have been uh, some form of elf. You can't really tell. You you just know the shape and the the facial structure. Uh, then one next to him definitely is a human. Um, and those are those they have those were both flayed. They are skin is completely flayed off. You see muscle, sinew. Uh, they're if you're going to try to save them, they're not going to make it. Uh, okay. Uh, the, the other one is alive. He's alive-ish, and when I say alive, like they just got done performing on him. Uh, in fact, in a bucket right behind him, you see his flesh, his skin is all in a nice little convenient bucket with a mop, right beside a mop. I retch a little. That's fair. That's that's. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna go up to the the survivor or the almost dead nearly dead who did this to you who was here uh he opens his mouth to speak and you can tell they cut out his tongue and you see he has no teeth and he's just at you a little bit i say quite quietly grandma you might want to take this one he it's... he he it's so weird. It's this is you've never felt so distant from your patron as you are right now. It does not seem like she's here at all. Um, it's never been this quiet for you. I don't like this. I don't like this at all. Um, I think I think we need to try and get out of here, but I quite like my stuff back. The the man on the that is still slightly alive you see his hand shakily twitch and you just see a finger and he pointing over towards the chests and then he just goes completely limp i'm gonna go uh, up to the chests okay um are you just going to go ahead and open them? Or are you looking at them? What's going on? Um, I think I'm going to look at them first. Okay. Just kind of poke them a bit in a kind of like <laughs> fully aware that this is going to make no difference, but just. <laughs> Roll for initiative. I'm totally kidding. No, don't, 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 don't. I'm just kidding. Uh, nothing, nothing happens. <laughs> it's a mimic. Uh. <laughs> I just lost. You laugh. The corpse laughs. The mimic laughs. The chest laughs. Yeah. Uh, now, and we all roll a one. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, so it, nothing seems to be up with the chest. Um, as you do kind of poke it, one of them opens and it looks like all your stuff is in there. How convenient. Aha. Uh -huh. So. You guys get all your stuff back um, as you kind of spend some time dressing and getting your stuff, your your clothing on, your materials. Um, are you going to, what are you doing from this point? Are you going to arm yourselves, um, look around the room? 
Ar armor, weapons first, and then okay. and then search the room. Okay. Um, David, go ahead and give an investigation. Uh, four. All right. This D20 is off my list for tonight. Oh, no. <laughs> you know that this is a bad room and you really, really don't want to be in here. Um, Jorah. Uh, what did we do? Jura will uh, druidcraft uh, some sage, uh, just some nice purple flowers that have a nice scent to them, and just put them on each of the bodies, I guess, now. Okay. Um, and then, um, yeah, look to arm up and armor up and get all their stuff back. Okay. Um, are you guys going to stay in the room? Is there any oh, other gear like for the three corpses? I'm sorry? Is there any gear like for the three corpses or just our, our gear? Um, no, as far as you can tell, it was only your stuff. This looks, those chests look like they were just like a convenient temporary place to put stuff before they transition the bodies okay. to torture. Yeah, you just, you guys just happen to be very, very lucky and wake up at the most convenient time for you guys. Um, however, um, as you're looking around, uh, you do see on the far wall to the right that there is another door. Um, you can't hear anything, but you know there's a door there. All right. Before, before we leave, is if there's a way to that we could that. I could sabotage the torture equipment without being too noisy. I'd like to try and do that. I don't know if there is. Roll a stealth check, baby. 17. You successfully go around cutting all the uh, leather straps for the actual holding the men, uh, and you conveniently break the chains that would help initiate this equipment. Um, any knives that you found in there, you're dulling them, you're smashing them up against the walls. Uh, yeah, you've successfully done as much as you can to mercifully uh, finish off anything that torture-wise that could happen in there. Um, I pinch Saban's cheek and go, oh, you're such a good boy you are. <laughs> <laughs> you're now inspired to do good things, David. <laughs> um yeah but so that that's as far as you guys can tell that you've uh, done everything it, that you possibly can in this room you, you realize i'm six foot three right <laughs> she gets I, up on the torture device and does it yeah just like, <laughs> yeah you put your armor on i'm gonna pull you down <laughs> oh you're a good boy your mummy must be proud of you um so uh all right um Jorah, you're up. Mm -hmm. Or actually, no, uh, sorry, uh, Marin, you're up. Um, okay, so the first thing I do is look for my locket because that's the most important thing that she needs to know is there. Um, and that's it. the first thing, she, yeah, first thing she puts on, puts the rest of her stuff on, puts her bum bag on, um, reaches inside, brings up a handkerchief, licks it, cleans some of the dirt off her face, puts it back in the bum bag, and is ready to go. Awesome. Let's do this. 
So what are you going to do? I'm uh, going to uh, go up to the door and see if I can hear anything the other side. Okay. Uh, do a perception. By the way, this is not how I intended this game to start off at all. <laughs> Perception. Yep. Uh, unnatural twenty. Uh, there is nothing you can hear walking wise. Um, it seems like you can hear like a little breeze coming from the left of the on the left side of the the door, or like like it on the other side towards the left. Uh, but other than that, that's all you can kind of hear. That just seems nothing. All right, Fluffy, come on, Firecracker, let's go. You're just going to open the door? No, I'm going to wait for one of them to open the door. <laughs> you guys are so... <laughs> oh. No. All right. All right, who's going to open the door? Uh, Jura will, yeah. The same order as before. Marin's going to be in the back, uh, seven in the middle. That works. All right, cool. Yep. All right. Marin, you are sorry, Jory, you open up the door. Uh, you're in a small hallway uh, to your left. Uh, it just seems to be walled up, uh, though you do feel a little bit of a draft. And to your right, there's a door uh, about, we'll say, about 20 feet down the hallway. Yeah, Jory will turn around and relay that information and then ask, like, should we try to go through the wall or open the door do you think try the I think we should try the door Gerald nods and, okay. yeah it goes checks out the door is All it right. locked um, as far as you can tell no it doesn't seem like it's locked um, give it a little slight wiggle seems like it can open we're going to go open, open to this one too uh, yeah all right, you open the door. Um, what are you doing when you open this door? Are you just swinging it open and looking uh, very casually, or are you being cautious? Uh, yeah, open the door just to see what's there. Just, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Roll a perception check. Sure thing. Uh, 11. 11. So you've actually entered a what looks like a restroom like a resting area of uh, where people like these the the people who kidnapped you might stay uh there's some beds uh it looks like this is a very safe secured spot that um if you barricade that door this would be a great place for you to do long rests like this is your go-to place gotcha. <laughs> are there any exits out of this room uh, roll an negation check. That's a little bit better. Uh, 15. So, over to the right uh, corner of the room, it seems like there might be something over there. You can't quite tell, but it looks, sounds, it, it seems like there might be something over in that area. Um, you're kind of knocking around on the walls and everything. Uh, it sounds a little hollow. 
over in, on that side. And as we're going, uh, there's torches and stuff. And this seems around. like this is a, yeah. This seems like a fully decked out room. Uh, like I said, it seems very safe, secure, uh, and uh, but yeah, it's it's completely decked out with everything you would need to survive in this room. Um, Jura's is gonna any... turn to oh, you okay. go. Is there anything of value if we rifle through the beds or whatever? Or the, the... It's t I mean, you could there's some food, uh, some uh, bladders of wine. Uh, there is a small little uh, cooking fire in the middle of the room with a pot over it. Looks like there's some stew in there right now. Uh, there are five beds. Um, roughly made um, but other than that you, you find nothing really of interest how does the fire vent ethereal um, it's uh, <laughs> uh, there is a small hole in the ceiling that is conveniently right above that lets smoke go up out of it and that's just the door we came in and then the other door that goes out uh, so there's only as you as much as you can tell the the because you're in this uh, we'll call it the rest room your 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 okay. a, a bedroom we'll call it a bedroom for now um, is yeah it just seems like there's one door that you can tell uh, like I said George it seems like there might be something towards the uh, the one corner but other than that you can't tell anything. Jura's going to turn to the other two and say, do either of you mind if we turn off the lights? I can't see if you turn off the lights. Then we won't. No. Okay, that's that's good, because I don't know how I feel about being in the dark with two strangers. I, I, I was going <laughs> to keep my mouth shut. I was going to be like, that's, some people call that a Friday night. <laughs> don't tease me with a good time. I'm sorry, I'm a grandma. I don't do that. I mean, I may. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, um, so shall we try this other potential exit or return to that wall? Let's try the potential exit. Okay. Uh, all three of you then who who's gonna mess try to find uh the potential exit? I mean Jura will if no one else is. I mean all three of you can do it. I just need to know who's rolling dice is all. Okay. Well we could all try. What's okay. the worst that can happen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get knocked out. You find yourself in another dungeon. <laughs> you end up right back in the same damn room. How did we get Maybe here this again? is why we're here? <laughs> um yeah, all right. Everybody do um, do either an investigation check. Yeah, do an investigation check. Twelve. Nine. And um, Marin, you kind of agree with Jor that it seems like there's something over there, but you guys find no... It seems hollow, but it's still very heavy and you can't figure it out. Uh, you know, it feels like something's there, but you're not quite sure. Um, you feel it ever so slightly of a breeze, but it's not coming 
from it, it seems to be going through it that way. So, like, it's maybe it's coming down the hallway. You're right, there's something there, but I've got no clue. Should we try the other end of the hall? Yes, I think that's pro that's our only other option right now. Okay. I agree. All right, so you guys are heading back down the hall. Uh, so to your left is the torture room. Uh, in front of you is a wall uh, that you can feel a slight breeze uh, coming through. Um, you do see a couple uh, just torches, uh, one on each side of the wall, just kind of conveniently placed right on that door or on that right beside the door that you're coming out of and right across from it. I don't want to be the one to say it, but where do we think the people who did this are? Because I don't think I want to meet them. Well, they've got to be somewhere, unless perhaps they have a magical way of escaping. Or a door. Well, have we found a door? We've got a wall here and something in that other room, and the torture room. You don't think that our captors are the people that are inside the torture room and something even worse came through? Well, I think that now. Uh, seven. You are definitely catching something from your cat senses uh, on the other side of this wall. Um, it almost, you smell earth it's it just reminds you of like going through a walk you just smell that earthy dirt fresh smell so there's a wall with two torches on both sides of it one right beside the door you just came out of and one right across from it I'm going to examine the torches and see if there's a, if it looks like there might be a switch or a mechanical lever or something in there okay. that would open, that would. Are you act. looking, which one are you looking at first? Uh, the one opposite from, or the one next to this section of wall that we're getting the breeze from. Okay. All right. So the one across from the torture room. Uh, yes. Go ahead and do an investigation check. 14. Uh, you give it a wiggle and you hear a click and the wall in front of you kind of pushes away. It doesn't open, but it pushes away. Pushes into the wall. It, it just like, it disengages from the wall. Like it's been, re it's been released. Okay. Um, I'm going to draw my weapon and I'm going to draw my rapier and mm -hmm. open continue it on whichever way it was going to open it. Okay. Um, as you push open this door, bright light comes into the room. Uh, you just open it up and there's a slight 
morning mist uh, starting to come out of the room or out, out from this door. And you hear birds chirping, uh, the tall uh, coniferous trees, uh, some pine trees as well. Um, you just seems very at peace. And you just looks like you're, you're, you've opened up and gone out into a forest. Okay, so full, full daylight, net, we think, right? Y yeah, that's definitely what it looks like. Okay. All right. Um, okay, so I'll go out, I'll step through the door into the, into the forest. Okay. And then look back and see what is, is the, the door or the entryway carved into the side of a hill? Is it, uh, is it a, a building or a structure or, or it's, what? So as you turn around to look, legitimately you just see the entrance you see a hallway you just see where you've opened up it looks like there's forest behind it it's not in anything it's just sitting in between these two trees is this door there's no room no hallway only what is open do you see it okay and then if I go around the back, do I see the back of the door or is there anything on the other it's, side? It's kind of weird. You look at it and you go around to the other side of the door and it looks like you're still looking at the front of the door. They're looking at okay. you kind of weird, like, where did you go? Okay. This is some weird interplanal shit. <laughs> Welcome to the multiverse. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, there's Lady Sif who's coming to kick Loki in the joint. Right. <laughs> All right. Uh, what are the other two doing? Uh, I'm going to call out to Seven and say, is it safe out there? We're in the middle of a forest. So Okay. So I can hear birds and natural wildlife. Yeah, it's you hear a creek running in the background. Okay. Uh, it just seems like you guys are in a forest. Okay. All right. Come in out. Okay. Right. Yep. Come on out. Can Jora use druid craft inside the place to find out? Uh, what the weather is going to be like at that location next 24 hours. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what do you need to do that? Uh, it's, it's literally uh, Druidcraft can create a tiny harmless sensory effect that predicts the weather at your location for the next 24 hours. The effect okay. might manifest as a golden orb for clear skies, a cloud for rain. So essentially just like, yeah, a pocket image from google weather or something essentially i've got okay. i've got i've got a pocket no no yeah yeah app. yeah no i just uh <laughs> yeah go go ahead and do whatever you need to do you you pull out your iphone and look at the weather for yeah. the day um, pretty much yeah so but it, it's doing something you've never seen it do before it's not giving you a direct answer almost seems like everything that you're seeing right now it doesn't seem like it's artificial because you feel the dirt you can smell the earth and the grass and the mist you can feel it kissing you um but it doesn't seem natural so it's it just seems like this is it is it kind 
yeah, is it kind of that feeling of ask again later from a magic eight ball? Pretty or much. Answer yeah. uncertain. <laughs> yeah, like uh, you know, the answer is hazy right now. You're not sure. Yeah, it's you. it's you're you're because you're like this isn't normal. Uh, it was and almost like you're asking what the weather would have been inside your house. Gotcha. Um, and then we'll do the same thing on the other side as well. Okay, so are you in? You're not in the forest. You're in the the hallway now again. So that was that's that was in the hallway. Okay, and then I'm stepping out into the forest. What's the same thing? What's... Same thing happens. It just doesn't seem like okay. it's, it. It's it's almost seems like why are you asking the same question? You're you just asked this question in a room. Why would you ask it again? Gotcha. Okay. Um. So I took a moment to commune with nature when we had that weird oh you're communing with nature well well no 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 no. i mean like this is me explaining to the, okay the, the, how druid craft asking the weather is <laughs> they didn't, didn't but that is a that is a spell are, no. are you going to are you going to be communing with nature no i don't think i've got access to that spell yet the first um, level you you're fey druid you can you can talk to i can speak world. with animals yes <laughs> Um, but uh, I think Commune with Nature is a higher level spell. That is a little bit. And don't forget, yeah. uh, Marin, you are telepathic because of your patron. So I remember. As long as Sump that has a language. <laughs> um, yeah, so go ahead. Communicate with your, your, your fellows. Yeah. So I just thought, with everything going strangely, I'd just find out what the, the weather was going to be like in our locations and just to see if it was the same location or perhaps it was a teleportation thing or a, a, a dimensional door of some sort that took us to somewhere else and I don't know how to really explain it but there nature doesn't know what the weather's going to be how loud are you guys talking uh juror would just be conversational okay. standard like okay. yeah in a in a room um as you guys are you're, you're discussing this information um out of the corner of your eye you see two wolves start to walk up towards you uh one of them you can see has a emerald eye it looks jeweled um they almost seem like they're hunting you, but you're not quite sure. Jorah is going to cast Speak with Animals. Okay. Go ahead. Um, so, yeah, and we'll turn to the wolves, just, to, you know, pop a squat and just uh, down to their level and, and say... Hello there. Uh, meet. Is this meet? Yes, it's nice to meet you. Uh, meet. Eat. You meet. I. I. Who are you? What are you here doing here? Well, yeah. my name is Jora, um, and we're trying to figure out exactly what it is we are here for. Why are you here? Stuck. Room. Small. Not forced. Seems like forced. Fake. There was more of us. Less now. 
hungry, so hungry. Can we help? Food. Want. Uh, Jor will turn to the others and say, do either of you have any food or rations or some jerky or anything? Fresh meat. Flesh. Tell where some is. Flesh. Uh, that, that's, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> wait here. Jor will turn back to the wolves and say, wait here. We might have something for you. Impatient. Uh, hurry. Food. Now. Jor will go in and um, look to, to take some of the, the flesh that's been flayed that's in the buckets. Okay. Um, and bring that back out to the wolves. Actually, so before you go out, uh, as you've entered back into that room, uh, you notice something that wasn't there before. Uh, on the wall, right behind the two uh, gentlemen that have been flayed away, uh, you see uh, what looks to appear almost like this scroll that has, uh, has appeared. Uh, and it, it has this po almost poem written on it. And as you look at it, it, it looks like it's written in... Uh, some exotic language, but you're, you're kind of familiar with this. Uh, it's almost an off branch of Elven. Uh, and in it, it says, The keeper of the eyes, the beholder that lays within, is your only exit to true paradise. Gather the three, that is the key. From land, air, and sea. And then as you're reading this, it burns away. The Keeper of the Eyes, the Beholder. What's the rest of it? Uh, the Beholder is... The Eyes are the key. Land, air, and sea. Gotcha. Okay, um, and then the scroll disappears. It's totally gone. Yep. So yeah, Jura will collect the, the the flesh in the buckets and bring that out and feed the wolves. Um, turn to Seven and say that that was a very clever idea. <laughs> Thank you. So the wolves they seem less intent on actually feasting upon you. Uh, in fact, the one with the uh, emerald eye comes up to you and sits and kind of looks at you and just stares at you. And he's just giving this deep look and he says, pain. The others caused me pain. And kind of takes his paw and rubs it over where his eyeball, uh, this, this emerald eye is. Not natural. Not mine. Painful. Always pain. Anger all the time. Would you like us to try and remove it? And he just kind of just looks at you. And, uh, 
give it a shot. Um, who uh, either do a sleight of hand or a med, uh, a medicine check since you're doing a surgical procedure here of trying to take this out. Okay. Um, well, they're both plus two for me. So. Okay. Um, come on. Oh, no. Seven. Um, as you try to remove it, he snaps at you and kind of bites. He's, he growls, pain, bad, mean, bad. I'm sorry. Would you like one of my companions to try or don't shall we trust, find another don't way? trust hurt. And he starts snarling at you, snipping at you a little bit. Um, eye starts glowing a little bit. Um, you can see it's starting to swell up around his eye a little bit. Uh, or his socket itself, and he just looks really mad and angry right now. And can I use Druidcraft to fashion an autumn leaf eye patch to cover the emerald, so it can't like see? So it's like a nice big maple leaf tied up with like strands of like. Uh, yeah, uh, you leaf. know what? Uh, roll a d twenty. Okay. Uh, six. Uh, no, you cannot. I can't cast the spell. It, it's it, he won't put it on. You okay? Yeah, he, you you start crafting this, and he's just snarling and snapping at you now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Juro will back up and say, "We'll. I'll leave you here. If you want more meat, or if you have other." members of your group uh, so inside at, that door there's some more as you guys are ta- as you're talking to this one wolf the other one is starting to circle around to the back of you um there looks like this may get really bad really quick yeah juro turn to the others and say we've helped these wolves as much as possible they seem fairly intent and something's driving them to attack and feel anger I say we we leave. Um, roll a perception checks, all of you. Eighteen. Fourteen. Thirteen. All right. Um, as you are looking around and trying to see this other wolf that's coming at you, uh, you notice in one of the trees is another door uh definitely made from a different kind of wood like the trees a big redwood and this is a cedar um it is definitely out of place right there you see the other wolf coming towards you guys starting to snarl uh the wolf with the emerald eye is definitely starting to snap at uh jorah It looks like it's about to go down soon. Yeah, Jorah will uh, go towards that other tree um, and look to 
I guess, open the tree. <laughs> okay. Uh, roll for initiative, all of you. Well, seven. Eighteen. Okay. So you get to the door. Um, you hear the, uh, the one with the emerald eye give a, uh, a, a howl and, uh, yeah, he looks like he's about to start attacking you guys. I run to the door. Okay. A day uh, seven. What are you doing? How far is it to the door? To the the new the, uh, the new are door? Are you are you still at the other door, the original, or I, I'm wherever we came out while he was talking to the wall. Okay, so you're still right around the the first door so it is about 30 feet away from you and both wolves look like they're attacking the uh the definitely the one with the emerald eye is looks like he's getting ready to attack uh the other one uh not so much okay so jora is at the second door mm-hmm. right and then marin is right behind him is okay I will follow them towards the door. Okay. Um, let's see here what happens. Uh, seven does an 11 hit. I'm no. Dork. All right. <laughs> uh, so the, the wolf with the emerald eye goes and tries to snap at you. Uh, let's see. Let's see the other one. He is not doing anything. He's just kind of snarling around. Um, Jora, you have first go. What would you like to do? Um, yeah, does does the the tree? I'm guess I'm looking for some way to to turn this tree into a portal of some sort, whether it's a door or a magical thing. Uh, or... Um, it looks like you might be able to open the door, but it is locked. Uh, do you have any thieves tools with you or a way you can try to get into the door? Let me check. Okay. Um, I don't have thieves tools. I know that much. Um, I'm just going to look at handy dandy spells. Okay. No, that's not going to help. Um, I guess... I guess, yeah, they're, they're going to have a think about what they can do, realize they don't really <laughs> have anything that isn't just uh, burn down the tree and they don't really want to do that. Um, so, yeah, Jorah's going to turn back to the wolves um, and present themselves as uh, submissive um, and try to convince the wolves that, look, we made an error. We're just trying to leave. Do we a charisma check. Here. Just a charisma check, not That's animal okay. handling. Or... Um, you know what? I'll give you animal handling. Uh, yeah, go away. Okay, Why not? Cool. Go for it. Seventeen. You know what? All right. So the wolf comes up to you. He's growling. Pain. I bad pain. 
and that's really all you keep getting from him pain in his eye yep. not natural not mine we can try to help again if you will allow us one more chance what's he saying you can understand him well does that count with animals no I'd, i didn't think that would be a language no. which is why i've not been using yeah, it that way no no it wouldn't really count would it no, oh. it says speak to any creature you can see. That knows a language. It, yeah. Yeah, that understands at least one language. That's fair. Yeah. So yeah, Jor is on the ground here, just being all submissive as the other wolf is growling over them and, and they turn to the other two and say, This emerald is causing it pain and it seems to be driving it. I wasn't able to remove it. Perhaps one of you would like to try. We have one last chance at this. I mean, I've taken splinters out of kids' fingers. I guess that's not the same. But I could try. That's all we can try to do. We, we, have, we have two healing potions. And I have a cure wound spell. If you can get that, if you can get the emerald out of the thing's head... I can either cure it or we can feed it the potion. If it attacks us, I'm going to kill it. All right. So you don't, if, if you, you can communicate think, that to the wolf. I mean, Seven, are you any steady hand, any more steady handed than me? Probably. Would I think you be I, better off trying? I'm willing to try. But if this goes south, we might not have a choice. All right. So who is going to try to remove it? I will. Okay. What do you need? What you do need? I don't have medicine. You said, can I use sleight of hand or can I use just a straight up dexterity check? Uh, so this would be a medicine check. Medicine. Um, so I would do whoever has the better medicine check. And I'll also say this. You're a bard. Don't forget, you can do bardic inspiration on somebody. I mean, you get four, uh, three of them per long rest. And that gives you a bonus of one, one dice six. One d six for uh, whatever your roll is for an ability check or attack or saving. Okay. Um, I do not have a high medicine score. I have a plus one medicine. I'm plus two. Okay, because I'm plus two as well. So if you would like to do that, I can give you my bardic inspiration. Sing you a lovely song with my lute. Sure. Uh, this, is, this is D6, right? Yeah, one D6. Oh, you, yeah, you're just giving, he, yeah, give him one D6. Um, can I try to help by taking a boiled sweet out of my bum bag? It's wrapped in little brown paper. I'm going to unroll it, put it in my hand, and like hold it out for the wolf to lick. 
In case you want some sugar. I don't know if that's going to make any difference. Sure. But I feel like I would try and feed it. But not my After it ate that guy's skin and flesh, yeah, that's exactly what he wants. He wants some tea and crumpets. (laughs) Definitely needs a boiled sweet then, just to freshen the breath. Yeah, just a nice biscuit. Um, So, all right, go ahead and do your medicine check. Do I get advantage with the help from Marin or not? Yes. (laughs) I mean, if you, yes, if you, yeah, he gave you. Sure. Yeah. So, 12. Plus the five from the Bardic Inspiration, I believe, yep. is yep. 17 total medicine check. Okay, so you are able to successfully uh, pop this uh, emerald uh, eyeball, and it legitimately looks like an emerald eye. Uh, it has this gold trimming around it. Um, the eye actually itself, if you pull it out, so he's got a, he's, he pulls away, he it definitely has like a gash now where he's missing an eye. Um, kind of looks at you. Thanks. And him and the other wolf, they run off. Uh, they seem to go in the other side, distance off into the room. Uh, and they just kind of look at you, or you just kind of look at this eye. Uh, and you've seen this kind of eyeball before. Uh, you just, you're not sure quite sure what it is though uh, and then you turn it over and you look at the back of it and it has a hexagonal or hexagonal uh, almost protruding piece from it where it looks like it locks into something mm. so uh, so you're still in the forest. You still have the opening back to the hallway in the torture room, and you do have the wooden door in front of you. Um, it's Jurors? yeah, yeah. So Jura uh, will share the the knowledge of the the eye with them, um, okay. and at this moment they'll also share the poem that was on that scroll as it seems a little bit too coincidental that a literal eye looks like a key and the poem was about eyes and keys mm-hmm. um as you guys are kind of doing that um you you look over uh do do a perception check uh Marin. okay uh 17. Um, as you're looking over at the tree door where you guys came from, or we're looking at across from you, um, you kind of notice this weird branch on the right side of it. Uh, it looks oddly in the shape of a key. It almost looks like the tree is growing keys. Hey, look at this. This is pretty, pretty weird. Look, and I'm going to reach over to where the key is, like the branch key is, mm-hmm. and kind of wiggle it a little bit because I, I don't want to, like, snap it and break the tree because I feel like we've been attacked by enough stuff um, in the hope that it will kind of come loose. It doesn't look, it looks like you're probably going to have to break it off. I break it off. All right. It, it, nothing happens. 
don't worry you're good on that one um but I'm, it I is finally breathe out. <laughs> <laughs> um but it it definitely looks like this is a key of some sort is there a keyhole in the door there is <gasps> i put the key in the keyhole and the tree door itself wraps the branches vines kind of grab around it and it turns that key into an actual door handle that you can open Dora, you seem quite au fait with the fay. Why? Oh, look, I'm a poet. I didn't even know it. Right. So you seem quite au fait with the forest and leaves and all that stuff. So have you seen anything like this before? Would Jorah have seen anything like this before? Um, you've seen Enchanted forestry and nature i mean nature's pretty crazy and unique um but but it's it's not something that you see every day but this does seem familiar to uh do a actually do a history check for me sure um no (laughs) No? uh i rolled a one and i (laughs) had one for a total of two all right so you know okay so i'll give you this though you do know that these are things similar to some form of deity that is typically nature related um you don't know for ill or good but you know it is a deity so magical forests are something i have some experience with but not in this sort of way uh it could be blessed, cursed, empowered, protected, uh, kept behind and kept secret and safe by a god of some sort. And gods aren't really my thing, unfortunately. Well, funny you should mention uh, higher powers because I can't seem to get in contact with mine. Which is weird. Anyway, should we see what's behind this door then? And I'm going to open it and go first. Oh. <laughs> Look at that confidence Bolden. building up. <laughs> um, all right. You take a lightning bolt to the face. <laughs> no. um, so as you open this piece in the tree, uh, you, you hear it kind of creak, almost like bark snapping. Uh, it's very tree uh, opening. Uh, and you look through, and it's another hallway. Uh, you look around the back of the tree, and there's nothing there. But it's definitely you're walking into the side of a hallway. And you kind of peek your head in. You look to the right. And it, it goes down a little bit and it looks like it curves around. And then it goes so far down the left that you can't actually see the end of it. All right, we've got two choices. Left, right. Know nothing about either. Oh. 
good. That's very helpful. Seven, <laughs> seven you've been uh, quite good with the ideas and paths forward. And well, let's start to the right and see. It, is this hallway lit? Uh, there are some torches. Um, again, but it's you're really the the so the way you're looking to your left, it, it's going down for a while. Uh, looks like it's probably going down at least 200, 300 feet down. Um, and then to your right, it's about 20 feet, and then it takes a corner. All right. Uh, try the right. Okay. Uh, so you guys, as you guys come around to the right, you see it. It's about 20 feet. The wall ends, and then there's a door to your right. Is the door locked or... Uh, you going up to the door? Yes. Okay, so you go up to the door. Um, it seems like it's jammed, but it feels like if you give it a good bump, you can push it open. Do we hear anything on the other side of the door? Uh, give me a perception check. Fourteen. You hear birds chirping on the other side of the door. Alright. Um, push the door open. How hard are you pushing the door open? Uh, enough to move it, but not enough to, you know, fling it open as if I were making a grand dramatic entrance. Alright. Uh, give me a strength check. 17. So you straight up knock that door open. Um, as you push the door open, uh, make a dexterity check. 14. Um, you're up in a tree and you start falling down and you grab the branches. You're able to catch yourself and you're right cat always on, lands on its feet. The cat always lands on its feet. You're in the forest you were just in. But that door is about 20 feet up in the air in the side of this tree. And the only reason you know you're still in that same area is because you look over to your left and you see the hallway with the torture room. And to the your right, you see the door that you guys just came through. Okay. Uh, I'm going to climb back up the tree and go back into the door. And I guess we'll go down the other hallway. Okay. So uh, you guys are just going to walk down the hallway? I'd like to look out of the door to see if there's anything I can notice kind of up at this level. It seems... So give me a perception check. Mm -hmm. 19. Um, as you look out the door, you kind of look up and you see the mist and the clouds. It actually makes the shape of a room like you guys are at the top of this room um as you put your hand up to feel where the mist is you feel almost like a magical force pushing back almost like two magnets polar or same sides of a magnet pushing against each other like everything's being kept in this room or this this space Hmm. But this is how you used to go. 
still keep thinking about that land, air and sea thing. Mm. We're up in the air, but you don't see nothing. Oh well. So what are you guys going to do? From where we are, from the vantage point at the top of mm. how how far does the mist go in each direction? It's weird. It seems like this goes on for miles. Like even when you look up, it looks like you're going looking up at a natural sky. It's just it seems like it, some of the mist kind of squares it off. Um, looking in this, you're probably looking where you see some shape distor uh, distortion. It looks like it's probably only about like a 20 by 20 by 60 room. So 20 feet long, uh, six, 20 feet high, and 60 feet wide room. But it, if you didn't focus on the mist, it would look like it goes on for miles. And there's still two wolves running around this room. Uh, they're kind of sitting at one end just kind of laying there. Looks like they're about to take a nap. Uh, the one is kind of curled up uh, that had his eye removed and just kind of petting, you know, rubbing the area where it's, the eye was not in there anymore. Uh, the other one's kind of taking a nap. Well, I think we should try the other hallway. Okay. Go to the left. Okay, so you start going down the hallway. Um, are we just walking casually, stealthy? Uh, uh, cautiously. Cautiously. Mm -hmm. um, uh, do stealth checks for me then. One, two, one. But I think I can re-roll because I'm a halfling. I think you can. You can. Attack roll, ability check, or saving throw. There oh, because a four is so much better. All right, you're, you're not as stealthy as you're not as quite as you. You're not as quite as you like to be. Uh, no, nothing seems to be coming up at you guys or anything. The walls aren't closing. It just she's just quite fascinated that she was in a big spacious room that was really weird. And the fact that she just saw a, a tabaxi fall about twenty feet. Um, so as you come towards the end of this hallway, it kind of corners off and it looks like it's, you're going around a corner, almost like a horseshoe shape. Um, as you come around that horseshoe shape, you see, uh, another door in front of you. Uh, this one, uh, is actually seems, uh, as you look at it, seems very soggy. Uh, there looks like there's a puddle underneath the door and it's just kind of has a marshy smell, peat smell to it. Um, looks like there's a little bit of moss growing on the bottom of it. Uh, it's waterlogged. I don't think we've got another option other than to open the door, right? That seems like a pretty smart decision. Um, <laughs> Who, I'm very smart. No, uh, <laughs> who is opening this door? I will. Okay. 
All right, so, and what is the order that you guys are going in through the store? I'll go second. Okay. And your door is going to be in the end. Um, yep. All right, are you, how are you opening this door? Um, kind of the same way as last time, but not, like I said, not enough to, to force my way in, but just enough to, if it'll give, it'll give. If not, give it a little more until it moves. Uh, okay. Like I said, I'm not kicking it open. I don't want to make a grand entrance quite yet. So go ahead, give me a strength check. Just push open this door. Six. Okay, so you kind of give it a push, and as you're pushing it, uh, the wood kind of mushes in a little bit. Like, it's been soaking up a lot of water for a long time. Um, And it just slowly, heavily opens up. Um, As you start to push open the door, (laughs) water starts pouring in a little bit into... uh, into the hallway, not heavily, just like a like a, after like a, a heavy rain, it's starting to pour in, you know, it just kind of puddles and streams down. Um, you start to see uh, little bits of marsh plants kind of flow with it. Uh, it's very hot and humid. Uh, and you start to, you, as you look into this, it's very hazy in here as well, uh, but it's very swampish looking. Um, it looks like it's almost evening as well, actually. I take that. So it's like, it's not bright, but there's just like this, the moon is very bright in this room. Like it's almost the moon is setting up in this room and the sun is setting. Uh, there's some uh, lightning bugs in the background. Uh, uh, this just fly floating around. You hear bullfrogs croaking, uh, just natural wonder again, just like you're, you've opened up into the open world, but this is just a hot, muggy swamp. Okay, do we see anything in, because I'd like to look around to see if I see another door. Mm. Um, so as you look around, are you going into the swamp? Uh, yes, assuming seven is because he's in front of me. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll, I, we'll enter the area. Okay. Um, give me a perception check. Twelve. Fifteen. Uh, Fifteen. Jora? Sorry, what was the question? Uh, perception check. <laughs> Perception. Yeah, he was he was Although all about realize, the smart. I didn't realize it was all for for everyone. Oh, I was only going to just do her, but yeah. since he he rolled, I was like, you know what? Whatever, give everybody a roll. Awesome. So, a perception check will be a twenty-four with rolling a natural twenty. Wow. Okay. So, Jora, you definitely see over in, to you the far left after coming through this door. Uh, you see. Uh, a hut, a small little hut, and it seems like there, there's a door on it, but it doesn't seem like it belongs to the hut. Like it's not a nap. This this it doesn't seem like this is the kind of door that would, would be on there. And then about 
10 feet from the door you came from on the, the right side of that door is a, uh, a tall tree or a marshy tree with another similar door that's on that hut in it. Um, as well as, as you guys look around, you can kind of see that something has actively been in around here. Um, and Jorah, as you kind of are looking around, you see some footprints that are starting to fill in recently that with water, it hasn't been that long, maybe like five minutes that that something was there. And these look humanoid or more like an animal? Um, from the way they look, they look uh, bipedal uh, animal of some sort. Okay. Um, almost like dinosaur footprints. Right. Uh, so yeah, Jorah will uh, relay all that information, and yeah, um, we're not alone out here. All right, what do you guys want to do? Seems like the hut is the most interesting thing. That's what I was going to say. I think you should check out the hut. You're going to the hut? Like there was a laser pointer on it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so you guys are walking over to the hut, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, roll for initiative. Oh. What's your one? 17. Seven. And that's the last good roll I'm going to get for the night. I have a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, as you guys start coming up to the door, um, all of a sudden you hear some growling behind you. Uh, so seven you instantly turn around and pointed at you are two lizard folk uh, looking at you loincloth uh, on they're just very angry looking um, and you notice one of their eyes on one of them is blue and he does not look like he's messing around uh so you have the first go. Are they armed? Yes. What are they armed with? Uh, spears and small primitive swords. Um, would I know whether lizard folk are intelligent or not? I don't know. Would you know whether or not lizard folk are intelligent or not? I don't know. I'm a young tabaxi. I just <laughs> the island of the tabaxi people. And uh, um, I don't know that I've ever encountered one. So. <laughs> and they're obviously intelligent enough to carry weapons. They are. Uh, if you're asking that they look like they're, they, they have ill intent, 
you just walked into their swamp and you're trying to go into their hut. Mm. to try diplomacy or do I need the experience points? <laughs> <laughs> hey, everything's experience if you're brave enough. That's not usually the phrase I've heard. <laughs> um, I'm going to try and communicate with them. Oh. I'm going to just... Okay. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead. Um, um, what languages do you speak? I speak common and elf. So speak common and elf. Do I have to look this up because I don't have this in my stats. Uh, <laughs> it, what languages do lizard folks speak? Uh, I don't speak your English really good today. So. <laughs> Legitimately look this. It's not often I have to look up things, so I. Uh, uh, God bless you for that one. Uh, <laughs> uh, you do not understand any language that they understand. Uh, you can try speaking to them, but they they're looking at you with snarls and grunts and growls and. Uh, um. I'm not going to attack them. Um, who has the eye? Who has the green eye? Uh, it's a blue I... eye in this one, and uh, it's the it's going to be the one to your right. Okay, who in our party has the green eye? Uh, I think Jorah right. does. Yeah, okay. you picked. You popped it out. Show them the eye. Show them the eye, point to it, and then point to them. And see if that, if we can have some kind of, I don't know how much nonverbal communication we can have. <laughs> you know? Okay. Yeah, go for it, buddy. Go it's for it. It's worth a shot. <laughs> um, um, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to point at the eye, point, point at his, my eye, and then his eye, the, the, the blue eye. Okay. Uh, I want you to make an intimidation check here. Okay. Because basically what you're doing is I'm, the way these guys are taking it oh. is you're pointing at their eye. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, 16. And is that with, with your, uh, your bonus? That's, that's with a modifier. Yes. All right. Um, guy with the eye uh, so he starts freaking out and hey, yeah I tried yeah. <laughs> so uh, you, good. <laughs> they good are not questionable results <laughs> uh, they they're not afraid of you but they're definitely a lot more they pulled out their spears and are backing up from you and are pointing at you and doing death threats and get away from us. Um, Marin, it's your go. 
Okay, I can telepathically talk to anyone who understands at least one language. They speak Draconic. So I'm going to say to them... Uh, oh, I'm wondering how... whether I... Don't move, or we're going to hurt you. Intimidation check. Can I argue that that's a bonus action, by the way? Um. Yeah, since you're doing it in your head. Why not? I'll give this one to you. Intimidation. 16. I have a plus four to intimidation. <laughs> All right. Uh... Uh, the one with the silver eye or the blue eye uh, he's not falling for your crap um, he looks at you and jumps into the water near you guys and is now going underwater mm. the other one okay. sees that his friend has left him and is kind of more cautious um, from what he's going to do, but uh, you freaked him out, but the tabaxi threatened him, so he's going to make an attack at him. Um, he's, he's if actually... as a bonus action, can I also make an action? Yeah, go for it. You know what? Because that was a bonus action, go for it. It's still your go. Okay. Um, can I see the guy in the water? No. This is swamp water. Okay, I'll so... A, I'll deep enough to for a lizard man to submerge. Yeah. It's at least okay. two feet deep. You can't tell. Uh, I would like to cast Mind Sliver on the one who is stood up. Uh-huh. So you destroy, you drive a disorientating spike of psychic energy into the mind of one creature you can see. They must succeed on an intelligent saving throw or take 1d6 psychic damage. <laughs> And subtract 1d4 from the next saving throw it makes before the end of your next turn. So I have to make a saving, an intel saving throw. Intel saving throw. Okay. Mm. And uh, what do I have to roll? Sorry. Uh, what's the DC uh, on it? Uh, DC 14, I believe. I'm just going to okay. look at my no, no, that's fine. save. Oh, he passes it. <laughs> I have okay. a... My, I have a minus two to my intel rolls, and I still passed it with a 17. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. Uh, no, that was good. I was like, wow. I saw that minus two. I'm like, yep, yeah, he's not going to make it. Uh, <laughs> you, you found the one intelligent lizardman right there. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> not falling for it. Uh, all right. So he is going to. All right. I'm going to do a 50 50 here. See who he's attacking. As a bonus uh, action, I feel very sad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he's still going for the tabaxi, even though you just tried to screw with his mind. Uh, all right, let's see what he does. Uh, 14, does a 14 hit you? 14 does not hit me. Okay. Uh, so next up is going to be Jora. Right. So the one with the eyes, the one that's submerged? He is submerged underwater. All right. Sure is going to head towards the door of the hut. 
the hut? I'm just, yeah. Okay. Uh, are you running to the door or are you going to casually walk to the door? Oh. How far away is it? Uh, from where you guys are right now, it is about 35 feet away. Uh, I guess I'd have to use a double move then to get there. But okay. I guess, oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess walking briskly <laughs> <laughs> through the slush. So not All like right. a full sprint, but yeah, it's just, like yeah. Like a power uh, walk. Okay, so yeah. you're, oh, you are over to that door. Um, mm -hmm. As I'll let you do one more action to if you want to try to open it or check it out. Yeah, yeah. Just I'll look to just open the door. Okay. Uh, do a perception check. Hey. Well, it's tilted. Uh, 22. Sorry, 21. Uh, 21. Uh, as far as you can tell, uh, the door is not locked and looks like it can't open. It's just very waterlogged like the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, so going back to the top, uh, seven. Um, I'm going to, how far away is the, the lizard folk that is still standing? Uh, he's about five feet away from you or 10 feet away from you. Sorry. I am going to move to close the distance and attack him with my rapier. Okay. Go ahead. 13. Uh, 13 does not hit. Okay. Uh, Marin. Um, okay. I am just looking at what the spells do. So. Uh, okay. I am going to, as a bonus action, cast Hex on the one that I can see. Okay. Uh, and then I am going to use good old Eldritch Blast. <laughs> Go for it. All right, so doing Hex first. Yeah, because if it hits, I do extra necrotic damage. Yep, yep, yep. Go ahead. Mm, eight plus six, 14. And that is... I have to make a save against that? No, no, no. Uh, it just does a 14 hit. Uh, does a 14 hit? Oh, okay, sorry. Uh, no, 14 does not hit. Okay, that's the end of my go. Uh, don't, oh, that's with the Eldritch Blast? I thought the Hex was its own attack. Uh, no, the Hex is just you place a curse oh, on a creature okay. you can see within range. I uh, gotcha, Until gotcha. the spell ends, you deal extra damage. Also, choose an ability when you cast a spell. They've discarded yep. your ability checks made with that. Oh, I should have said intelligence, shouldn't I? Uh, Let's go. Uh, right, you place this creature you can see within range. A spell you deal extra necrotic damage. Also, choose an ability when you cast a spell. The target has a disadvantage on ability check makes with that chosen ability. All right. So, which uh, disadvantage do you want to give it? I'm gonna go Dex. Dexterity. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, um. All right. So then it's going to be that lizard's go. Uh, who is he? Is oh. But the backseat's right in front of him, so he's going to attack him. Uh, six does not hit. Jora, it is your go, good sir. Okay. Um, uh, open the door. Okay. You open the door, and you see a hallway. Is it a familiar hallway? It looks like all the other hallways you've been in. Uh, it is not one you've been in, but it looks the same as those. 
Um, I'll go into the door. Mm -hmm. Door into the hallway. Mm -hmm. Close the door, and can I ready an attack if a lizard folk comes through the door? Sure can. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, all right. So he is shut the door, and we'll go with. Let's see where this guy's popping up. All right. Uh, so the second lizard man. Uh, with the the one with the blue eye is going to pop up and make an attack at uh, Marin, and let's see what he's going to do. Uh, does a seventeen hit? Yeah, she's squishy. Oof! All right, all right. You take five piercing damage. And Ooh, mama. he is does a 15 hit. Yes. Take two more damage. Yes. That hurt. Yeah, I'm bloodied. I and all right. She's very squishy. And that that yeah that looked like that hurt. Um, so going back to the top, seven is your go. How far away is is Marin? Uh, he's about twenty five feet away. He is behind the door. Oh oh sorry, Marin. Uh, jo- uh yeah, Marin. Uh, Marin is like five feet away from you, but you are engaged in a fight right now. All right. Um, I, for, for dissonant whispers, I do not have to have a language in common with whatever I'm attacking, right? Uh, dissonant whispers. You whisper a discordant melody that only one creature of your choice That's true, yes. Yep. The target must make a wisdom saving throw on a failed save. It takes 3d6 psychic damage. must immediately use his reaction, if available, to move as far as its speed will allow. Go ahead. All right. I'm going to cast that. It needs to make a wisdom save versus 13. Okay. Uh, at worst, it'll take half damage from 3d6. He, uh, yeah, he rolled a 15. Okay. All right, so half damage. So half damage, and it doesn't have to move away. Okay. Oh, three, three, and one is seven. Okie dokie. So half, half that. Okay. Uh, so, what did you say? That was a four, four, and a three. Is that what you said? Sorry. Three, 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 and one. Three, three, and one. So six, seven. So we'll round it up to four. All right. Uh, Marion, it's your go. Okay. The guy with the eye who's just hit me. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is. Uh, 
close range, so I guess to Eldritch Blast him I need to move back. Will he get an attack of opportunity if I do so? He will. But, uh, yeah. Uh, he will get an attack of opportunity. What's your your AC? Uh, 15? 12. Alright, 12. Do you want to try and do it? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> so am I going to be able to rich blasting at disadvantage? I don't... Do I have disadvantage at that range? You are within five feet of him. That is a great question. Eldritch Blast. Uh, it doesn't actually have a minimum range. I didn't think it did, but it seems like it should. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess if you're shoving your fist down his throat and blasting the back of his face off, you know, hey, why not? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't yep. have a minimum. It has a maximum of 120 feet, but no, it All doesn't right. have a minimum. Yep. I'm going to Eldritch Blast him. Uh, Go. Go for in, it. In the face. I'm going to put my palm on his face and try and Eldritch Blast him. All right. Uh, 13. 13. 13 does not hit. You should, man, I rolled better than you. I did it on D&D and Beyond and I got a 25. (laughs) Well, we could take your roll. Yeah. Are you adding your plus plus six to it? Ooh. Okay. Yeah, plus um, seven. Do you want to do any bonus actions? Uh. <clears throat> no. I don't have one. Because everybody I was a starts dick. with one. You always I start. would like to. Oh, I would like to chug my um, potion. I thought I didn't get one because I was rude to the dude. No, everybody, sorry, I, I thought I said that then. Like, yeah, everybody starts with one and then you get a bonus one. So they have two health potions, you have one. Uh, so 2d4 plus two. <laughs> right. 2d4 plus two, seven. All right, there you go. It takes me back up to full. All right. That's all that matters. Yes, yes, it is. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, all right. So now it is the one that is fighting uh, Tabaxi 7. And he rolls an 8. That does not hit. Jorah, it is your go. Okay. Um, As none of them have come through this door... um, go out through the door again um, and survey the situation. Is there a way for me to angle a 20 foot to only hit the lizard men, the lizard folk? A 20 foot foot ring cone? uh, Cube. Cube. Yeah, why not? Sure. In that case, uh, Jura will cast Fairy Fire on the Lizard Folk. Okay. Um, dexterity saving throw of 12. And you just gave them a minus, uh, one of them a, a disadvantage to their dexterity. Yep. So you said a yeah. uh, dexterity save of 12? Correct. All right. So this is the one without the disadvantage. And he rolled, all right, 13. 
And the one with a disadvantage. He rolled a seven. So cool. So uh, so every object uh, within range is now got a nice sparkling glowy orangey sort of like fairy fire light to it. Okay. Um, and any object and the affected creatures, they shed dim light in a 10 foot radius. Um, so that one lizard folk uh, is emitting dim light and any attack roll against that affected creature has advantage if you can see it and that creature can't <laughs> can't benefit from being invisible nice all they right just have these nice sparkles all over them all right they went twilight on you that's awesome pretty much <laughs> uh, so all right so the one attacking uh marin uh 12 hits correct and meat so baits. That one is a miss. This uh, take two damage. Okay. Um, all right, back at the top. Seven. All right. Um, rapier attack on the one in front of me. And roll with advantage. With advantage. Uh, nineteen. Nineteen definitely hits. So that is. Rapier, 1d8 plus 4. 11. You skewered him. Awesome. All right. Uh, um, oh, and then. Oh, yeah, so he's dead, right? Oh, yeah. He's very, very dead. Okay. I'm going to use the remainder of my turn to use my movement to move close to the closer to the other one. Okay. Go ahead. You are closer. Okay. Uh, Marin, you're up. Okay. Because that guy was reduced to zero hit points, I can, as a bonus action, move my hex to the other guy. Okay. So he is now hexed. Uh, and I would like to Eldritch Blast him again in the face. Right in that <laughs> blue eye. <laughs> uh, do I have advantage? Yes. because Yes, you uh, they both have disadvantage against them, correct? Are anybody attacking them both have advantage? Uh, only only the one that uh, failed it saved bro. Oh, so yeah, that's the one that uh, failed it. Anyways, so yes, he rolled a seven. Okay. Thirteen? So you might want to go as a paladin when you level up. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a two and a seven. Yeah, I'm right. trying, mate. I'm trying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, George, here you go. Uh, oh, yeah. A disadvantage yeah. against um, wisdom. Oh, right. That's a D6. Yeah, he rolled a six, so five. For what? Wisdom, disadvantage against oh, no, wisdom. Oh, no, no. Oh. Oh, yeah, no, I missed. Yeah. I missed. I missed. <laughs> Again, <laughs> I missed. No worries. Uh, Jorah, what are you doing? Good, sir. Um, I will produce flame and try to attack that 
the standing lizard folk. Okay, go for it. Uh, and we have advantage against this one, you said? Yes. Uh, 17 versus armor class. How you got him? For six points of fire damage. Okie dokie. Is that continual fire damage? Nope, it's just a, 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 a it's a cantrip, so no. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's just okay. a flat <laughs> just... to the face. Yep, all right, cool. All righty. Um, so he's going to make an attack. Let's see, because he's got a bunch of people attacking him now. Uh, Marin, he's still going for you. He likes you. Uh, yeah, five <laughs> does not hit. Yes. Fourteen does, however. I'm yeah. assuming. Oof. Yeah. Uh, I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> eight damage. I'm not dead. Yeah. <laughs> Tis a flesh wound. I can still fight. <laughs> um, seven. You're Not up. Your ankles. <laughs> All right. Um, I am going to attack with the rapier. Okay. And I do not have advantage on this one, right? No. Oh yes, you do. Yes, yes, you do. Sorry. I do. Yes. Okay. Twenty-five. That that'll definitely hit. Did, did you crit? No, it was a nineteen plus six. Jeez, nice. Good lord, kid. <laughs> it's it's my twenty-sided die that I've had since middle school, which is oh, you better start rolling that more often, champ. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm trying to give these new dice a chance. I'm uh, trying to hell with them. I know. I hey. It's old faithful. What what I used to DM my players hated this thing. They they plotted to steal it and melt it down and shit. So <laughs> all right. So uh rapier is six plus four is ten. Uh you killed him. All right. So how do you want to finish this guy off? What do you like, mean? What's finishing oh, out his eye? All right, so you take your rapier, you stab it into the side of his head, and then you take your other hand and you just shove it in there and pull out this blue sapphire eyeball and rip it out and then just shove his body into the water. And as he slowly lays down, he starts choking on the swamp marsh water and just dies this horrible lizardy death. I spit on him. He gains one health. He's back to. <laughs> I lick him. No. I lick yeah. it back. <laughs> um, so, just like the other one, this uh, it is is definitely carved out of a geode. So this, in this case, a sapphire. Um, do a uh, perception check, or yeah. Well, all right so this looks like this eye these eyes that you guys have gathered they almost look like something of a creature that you guys have heard of um you look at the back of this one uh this one has a diamond back a diamond shape on the back of it um still has all the gold it looks verbatim like the other one just sapphire and a diamond on the back of it shape protruding 
Um, is there is there anything else in the immediate area? Uh, just the three doors. And a really, really bleeding warlock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> um, do we want to explore this other tree, or do we want to go go back to the that room, do a long rest, and heal up? Uh, so you open the door, and it's a kitchen. Okay. So it's a pantry. Okay. Um, so I, like I said, I think it's probably long rest time. Yes. Before we do that, I want to cast identify as a ritual mm -hmm. and see what's the deal is with the eyes. If, if they're magical or. Go ahead and cast identify. Um, you choose one object that you must touch throughout the casting the spell. If it, if it is a magic item or some other magic imbued item, you learn its properties, how to use them whether it requires attunement to use, how many charges okay. it has, if any. Not a problem. All right. Uh, so you're casting identify. Do you roll anything? Doesn't look like no. it. Okay, you're just touching it. All right. So uh, what you can tell, these aren't magical items, uh, okay. but they were used, they were carved. Uh, these are keys. Okay. And what they are used for is they are used for unlocking something. Uh, what they unlock, you're not quite sure. Um, they're definitely, uh, not naturally made. They are definitely inspired by something. Were uh, they magically made? We'll consider it magic. Okay. If the uh, item was created they're, by they're a not, spell, you learned what spell, but okay. Uh, these, so it, it's, it's not a, a device that can be used or attuned, but it is magical in nature of to open something so you do know what spells make these is what it says okay. uh right. no but it does it say that you know yes. you find out okay so um the land one was used uh a spell that was um a fire spell was used okay. to help carve out the land one um the the water uh the sea eye that you have there the blue one was uh, a water spell was used okay. to carve that one um it looks like they were inspired by the creator of their own self-being okay. so uh okay. yeah um, so so they don't have any if there's no magical content on there they're, they're not magical items but magic okay. was used to create these items um so and I couldn't then, stick it in my eyeball and then shoot laser beams or anything like that. No, 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 okay. no, no, no. All right. No. Darn it. I know. I know <laughs> right? maybe, maybe the next one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you just but... keep ripping the eyes out of things. <laughs> That's right. I'm going to put them on a glove and snap. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Dads with Nerdy Ambitions, D&D podcast international tavern of players we hope you've enjoyed this episode as always please like subscribe and follow us wherever you listen to podcasts and if you are listening to us on audible or apple please remember to rate and review we're also on instagram and on facebook so please like and follow us at dna pod and on twitter at nerd dna pod as well as on twitch at nerd dna podcasts 